What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We are on episode number 74 today. And, uh, you know, our current events today, we do have to talk about some uh, disheartening things. We get into the the shootings a little bit from this prior weekend. Uh, another very unfortunate uh, weekend of, of things uh, just going the wrong way. And so we just kind of talk about it in general. We don't have the answer yet. We don't have all the solutions. We don't know all the problems that are going into it because there's a, a lot of issues with these people as well. Uh, but we do want to address it and kind of just talk about it and what we see going on, uh, what we think people might be able to just do better in terms of discussion and uh, publicly on social media as well. So we do hang out there for a bit. Uh, then I talk about an RLE that I got from church, but we are kind of recapping last week. We talked about intention versus action. And naturally, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, our pastor was talking about those two things in comparison and contrast to each other. So we kind of revisit those. Then I end on some book notes with uh, Gary V. We talk about making sure your content is good enough. Uh, Tim, what kind of rabbit holes did you take us down today? Yeah, so I did want to talk about the stock market. Yesterday, the stock market had its biggest decline of 2019. Uh, and it, I know it's going to freak some people <laughs> I know it's going to freak some people out, but I didn't want to talk about just what's going on between the trade agreement with China and the United States. We get into just the specifics of that, why that's kind of causing this huge decline and what we think is going to happen. Uh, and then for real life experience, I talk about a new 15 to 30 minute routine that I've been trying out for the couple week, for the last couple weeks uh, to make my brain smarter. So I'm going to talk about just the specific things I'm doing with this learning technique um, and the benefits of it uh, for your brain. So we'll talk about that. And then in the show, talking about Book Talk, How to Swim with the Sharks by Harvey McKay. I talk about what it means to put your memory where your mouth is and give credit to people as you're rising through the success ranks and just the benefits of doing that, how you can do it. And we get a good conversation going on at the end there. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Kill this Tuesday, episode 74. Enjoy. Yeah, man, I'm, Saturday gassed me. Trip to South Bend, four hours, 35 minutes of content. We'll do it. Go South Bend Cubs. We'll do it. Go Cubbies. Yeah, this weekend we had the prime opportunity of talking to the voice of the South Bend Cubs, Brennan King. Voice of the South Bend Cubs coming at you live soon. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think they won. I didn't follow up, but I, the, when we left, it didn't look good. They were down 8-6, I think, yeah. Oh, I thought it got to eleven. Oh, it was. It was eleven. Yeah, they had a, they had a second five run inning. Mm-hmm. That ballpark is nice. Though. Come on, guys, it is nice. Yeah. Apparently, easy to hit. Yeah. Just <laughs> Only bad thing about that park is they're using Centos for their products. Yeah, Centos makes rugs, not mats. <laughs> That's a fact. So, come on, guys. But no, it was cool. Uh, we got to interview uh, with. The field in the background, BP was going on. They were starting that when, when we started recording, so that was pretty cool. Uh, wish we had a little more time, but busy guy. Yeah. Got to stay on schedule. Yeah. I so th- that was fun. Yeah, and it was one of the few guests that we bring on that probably has more experience on the mic than we do. Oh, he's 100%. Been, he's, been doing, he's been doing it since since school. He's been with the 
He's been in the uh, the Cape Cod League. He's been out to Idaho. He's uh-huh. done he's done soccer. He's done sports for Butler. So yeah, you guys you guys will really look forward to that one. It's in That'll a couple be fun. weeks. Yeah, so but. that was our sa- our Saturday. Uh, I saw John Bellion on Friday at White River. Mm. Yeah, I love that venue. I've only been once to it's, see Logic. But. It's good, dude. I bet it bumped then too. Yeah. It bumped for John Bellion, dude. It was banging. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good fucking time. Yeah, probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen was him. Mm-hmm. He just crushed it. Like his, he's actual like, he's a real artist. Mm-hmm. Like he he had a segment where he's like, all right, uh, I forget what he called it, something something like freestyle. And he's like, if someone messes up, fifty pushups after after the concert. And uh, so he gets like, someone gets a beat going. Like he'll start the drums or something, and he'll do a, like, I wanna da 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 da, and then like the sax, he'll make that right up Johnny on the spot, like just off his voice and pitch, like get the notes and he's like if anyone screws up 50 push-ups if i screw up 50 push-ups and uh they just all started kicking freestyle he'd go to each person like give them what he wanted like in terms of pitch or sound or notes and just he would do it off his own volume from his voice and it's just amazing like doing that but also the people who can recreate that on a first take just off like Da, 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 da. and then mm-hmm. just you hear the sax go in or you hear a guitar or a bass go in and it just starts like he brings it together just on a whim yeah that's a true performer yeah dude that's that's real music ability yeah. like half the bullshit we listen to now is like anyone can work a studio mm-hmm. but man that's artistry like yeah. that that is musical genius like it was awesome yeah how was the crowd they're, they're good into it yeah good energy it's half the battle. I mean, Dude, I, the crowd is is part of what makes a it, show. If the crowd didn't have good energy that night, that was on them, not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I just, you know, I always have my pocket knife just out of routine. Mm-hmm. Shelby and I are getting out of the, the Uber, and I'm like, oh, shit, dude, I have my knife on me. I'm seeing metal detectors, and I'm like, ugh. Like, do I just toss this in the grass? Are they going to confiscate? I don't know what it's like. Yeah. You know? So much unknown. You like, don't know. I'm not showing up to a concert with a weapon. Usually I can remember. It's yeah. just such a habit. And uh, so I go up to the guy. I was like, dude, I'm just going to go in raw. I'll give you my thought on what's going to happen afterwards. And so I go up to the guys. I came in, completely forgot. If you got to hang on to it, whatever. But I didn't mean to bring like my pocket knife. I just, he goes, oh, you can check it in right over there, man. I'm like, check in for weapons. It's like code check for weapons. Yeah. This is great for free. He's like, you can check it in over there for free. <laughs> Shit, yeah. yeah. And so afterwards, I'm like, Shelby, me and this knife have been separated at least three or four times for a span of months, like long time, and always brought back together somehow. Somehow we always find it. And so I was like, I had a feeling it would work out. Me and this knife were meant to be. Mm-hmm. So amazing. it worked out. Great concert. Yeah. Got my knife back on the way out. Faux free. Yeah, and for the uh, for the non-indie listeners who may not know about White River, you want to describe, uh, yeah, the, you so describe it's the venue? Uh, uh, White River State Park. It's um, a little, uh, it's a smaller venue for uh, music. I think they'll do other things there too, but it, it's good for, you know, they have a stage. Uh, the river is right behind it, hence the name. Um, it's not a very white river. It's kind of dirty, but... Um, There's good. more trees too, isn't there? Yeah, a lot, like, a lot just, of trees, but it looks good. It like, feels like you're in a legit, like... It's kind of like a secret Wilderness. garden. Yeah, like yeah, garden. You're in like a, a you're in like a secret garden venue where it's like the whole city is right behind you. Yeah. 
but you're kind of tucked away still. Right. You're, you're like its own little nook and cranny, and it's like people are going to hear us roaring in the corner of Indianapolis. That's what I like about it. Yeah. You get, so, get a mixture of both. You like just being part of the city and feel like you're down downtown, it, but not. Intimate venue. Yeah. Uh, beers still cost up the ass, but they were tall boys at least. Is Live Nation still doing the concessions for them? Is it Live Nation? Uh, I didn't they care who was handing me the beers. I just wanted the, the beers. <laughs> I'm sure, because it's like similar prices to uh, Klitsch. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure it's the same people. But uh, no, dude, great show. Just good. Out out of the state park, awesome. What did you do on Friday? What did I do on Friday? Don't sound like anything good. Nothing. No, I worked. I did work on Friday. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because I went out on Saturday night after we got back. Oh, did you? Uh, went to Red Room in Broad Ripple. Uh, never been there before. I've never been there either. What did you think? I loved it. Really? Because I wasn't inside. I was out on the deck. Uh, Whenever I go to a bar, if there's a deck with an outdoor view, I'm I'm clamoring to that yeah, before yeah. I stay inside. Yeah. And I picked up Nah when I left your place Saturday. Yeah, night. we kind of we kind of substituted. Mm-hmm. Sub him out. Sub me in. I no, like, I was, I'm out, man. I'm not going. It was good though, good time, good deal. And I like I usually like to reserve one of the nights of the weekend to, to do work because I I'm most productive at night. So. Yeah. Preferably Saturday night because I like to be fresh on Sunday. But right, hey, right, that's how it worked out. Man, we got uh, unfortunate uh, news. More more of these shootings, man. Oh and yeah. More of these shootings happening. Uh, Dayton and El Paso, dude. So here here come all, all the the hate and arguments between each other on guns and things Mm -hmm. and it's all flinging hate you already see it happening yeah and it's like look i don't people don't have an answer because right now there isn't one right there's so many factors that go into all these things and this is not trying to be insensitive but it's like these people are sick also Mm -hmm. so it's not like and, and i think the one um i didn't read like a bunch of reports but i think the one kid was like acting on racism Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he was targeting uh mexicans from from what i understand Mm. um but if if i'm incorrect someone please uh, send us a dm and let us know uh but i'm pretty sure that's what was going on so like that you know that's that problem too Mm -hmm. and uh you know then then you have the other side saying oh well let's just ban all guns okay who stops bad people with guns good people with guns yeah okay uh and I've seen plenty of videos and read plenty of stories where some just average citizen has a concealed weapon and, and saves a few lives. You know, I've seen uh, surveillance footage of a guy hold up a huge butcher knife to the back of a cashier at a grocery store. Next person in line, you see him kind of move a little bit, unsure, and then just draw a gun and the guy puts a knife down, hands the cash back, gets on the ground. Like that stuff does happen too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't see all those stories come to life, but man, two more shootings, man. I, I, I don't know the solution mm-hmm. and I see people, you know, politicians need to stop dragging their feet, dragging their feet. It's like, are they dragging feet or just unsure of what to do still? Right. Like there's so many problems to fix. Which one do you attack first and how do you attack it appropriately? Cause you do an extreme on either side. You're going to have an uprising. Mm-hmm. Have they began discussions on um, let it, like looking at it from a school perspective? Are they beginning discussions on letting teachers have guns in the classroom? There, there as a def- were. As a defense 
wall. And, and I think that's kind of fizzled out. Why do you I, think that? It's very split down the middle. Yeah. There, there's teachers who are for it, plenty who aren't. Mm-hmm. I understand both sides. Like, you shouldn't have to feel like you need to carry a weapon when you go to work every day. Right. When it's where you spend most of your time of your life. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel that much hostility all the time. Like, think, okay, let's just let's think about it this way. Say you go to a place where you're that stressed all the time. You're like, so you're flight or fight, fight or flight all the time. So you're high cortisol all the time. You're a walking stressor all the time. Like, that's so bad for your health. People that live in that state all the time might die a little younger than the next person who's mm-hmm. not. Uh, so that that's a very surface-level way of looking at it from that perspective. But, yeah, you, you shouldn't feel that much in danger or people aren't going to go to school. Right. Teachers, students, you know, any other faculty, you, you shouldn't be in that position. The unfortunate thing is it seems that people are. So it's like, okay... We see what happened, uh, forgive me, I forget the name of the school, where everyone ridiculed the one cop who didn't go in, right? So you have situations like that. What if a teacher inside had a gun in that situation? Like, he didn't go in, he had a gun, he didn't go in. Um, He didn't know the situation, he didn't know what to do either. Mm -hmm. Someone inside with a weapon? You you just, you don't know. You you can play hypotheticals all day long. but I think it's very split, and I think it kind of fizzled out for now. And I just I think it also fuels into people don't know what to do. Right. Like so, like what do you do? Like there's mental health issues. There's apparent racial issues. Uh, there's people that think it's it's only the gun issue. Because mm-hmm. uh, you got to ask a question: Do we start with the potential shooters and go after the mental health aspect, or do we? go after the protection aspect and the perception of what the shooters will go into when they're thinking of going up and shooting up a place. Mm-hmm. Cause is, is it more effective to just build that part up and be like, Hey, like we're just gonna, we're just gonna arm everyone and, and every single type of event where there could be a shooting, have people there and make it known that we have people there that have, com- that can combat this. Cause I feel like a lot of these shootings, you can just see that most of the time when they go in, like there's no defense mechanism there. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that's an effective place to start. And then, because I don't know if you're you're gonna be able to solve the mystery of what's going on in people's heads yeah. all the time. Like you can only do so much, but you can only control what we can control on right. the good the good end. But. Well, and, and are there any warning signs? Like, uh, God, I wish I saved uh, where I read it from. Where in one of the shooters' case, like, had uh, made a notion on hurting like someone because he was rejected from a girl or something like that. Mm. Okay, so. You hear something like that, now you have to think of that a little differently. If someone's like, man, if I don't get this date, like, I might just go fucking kill someone. You know, and, and to a lot of people, it might seem nonchalant, like, oh, like, touch my bag, I'm going to kill you. Like, you know, people might think of it that way, but now we're in a, a day and time where you have to think twice about if someone says something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Or if they make a notion, they might threaten or may hurt somebody because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And if it, in your mind, is like, ah, that's not very rational. Yeah. But that's like, not always, you're not even going to, you're not always going to be able to tell the signs, though. 
feel like some of the right. some, I feel like some of the people they, they never tell anybody. They only keep it inside, and that's what mm-hmm. caused them to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So like that only only covers you so much being able to to tell signs. But what about the people that never give off any signs? Yeah. I mean, well, you, you can control what you can by interacting with people and being just self-aware and, mm-hmm. and being able to read people's emotions and pay attention to that, but you can only, you can only pay attention. I don't know, so man. I, I think if I were still in college, I would uh, think twice about caring places, mm-hmm. you know, because look how many campus shootings are there. Yeah. Handbook? Screw your handbook. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll make an amendment after someone is concealing and they save somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> so i yeah man I, I i don't know the solution i don't know which way people are leaning you get some of these folks that get on the tube talking about how bad guns are and and they mislabel and miscall things all the time where they they say one thing is something and it's just completely wrong where mm-hmm. they just don't know guns mm-hmm. there was someone who's like we should ban all uh semi-automatic weapons it's every gun, chief. <laughs> like, yeah. my pistol is a Glock. It's a semi-automatic. You know, it's... Uh, then there's people who's like, oh, let's get rid of assault rifles. I can see that argument, too. Uh, but you start down that road. You know, and this is where the opposing side is going to be like, well, you're still inhibiting uh, my Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Then you get the Constitution fighters, too, um, which I get that side. So it's... That's the thing. Like I, I, right now, I don't know if politicians are really wanting to make a, a final mover decision coming up on the next election cycle. Mm. Like both sides, both sides of politicians, I don't think are going to do anything until after the next election. Why do you think that is? Why would they wait? Votes. Yeah. Lose votes. It's too risky. You're going to lose votes. Yeah. No matter what you do, you, you got to piss people off to get shit done. But you can't get anything done if you're not in office, right? So, yeah, because uh, they're just they're just trying to make sure they're in the office in the first place. Exactly. They don't wanna... and, and this is where it's like, oh, everyone on this side cares about really cares about the people. No, they care about their votes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen enough of the political game where, uh, yes, there are people who really do care about the well-being of the citizens, but I don't think anything's going to happen because elections are coming up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. And I hope that I am wrong, that, that something beneficial is done before then. I really hope I'm wrong. Right. I just, I'm thinking logically here, uh, maybe it's not logic, but maybe it's putting myself in a different position. Like, what? why would they not do something now? That's the glaring reason I can think. Right. They don't know what to do yet, and they're worried about the next election cycle. Mm-hmm. But I... Man, something needs to be done. Yeah. I just I don't know what is it. Is it more precautions in schools? Do do we uh, have police more police presence in schools? You know, people got up, up in arms about that too. Having more police in in even middle and high schools. Like, would you have rather have that or trust a teacher with a gun? Yeah. You know, so it's now we need to pick and choose the battle. Like, but this is where okay, everyone's got to lose. In a good deal, everyone loses. So I don't know if negotiations in, in this type of thing are started. Uh, again, what's being weighed or not? I, I'm not in the rooms. So, right. But it just it sucks that yeah. that we're having this issue, and yeah. you know it sucks that what spreads fastest is all the bad too. 
Yeah. I also, I don't like, whenever shootings happen, I also don't like what goes on on social media after it's, the oh, fact. It's too. miserable. Like, people have such powerful voices. There's a lot of people that have platforms and have people that follow them that are easily persuaded by what they say. And it's just a question of, if you're someone that has that the impact and influence on social media, are you dividing people or are you uniting people around having a conversation about how to solve this? Because uh, it's very, it's very frustrating to see some of the stuff that goes on, and I feel like it just if it it should make you mad that th- this type of stuff goes on, but like, gotta ask like how what are, what are we doing as a collective unit as a country to to stop this? Mm-hmm. And and to answer that question, are, are they uniting or dividing? Answer is yes. Mm-hmm. They're doing both. Yeah. Uh, people aren't asking for conversation. Most people, excuse me, are not trying to have good conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is unfortunate, which we've talked about on the show before. But it's, yeah, if these people with such big voices and platforms were like, hey, like, let's, you know, let's not fly off the handle on either spectrum here. Let's, let's figure out the most glaring issue that's really what's really the thing behind the thing mm-hmm. the why like it's a it's a work you're in this type of pain what's the thing that's really poking the bear that's driving your pain mm-hmm. uh same thing here like what and, and that's a hard why to figure out though you can't right. understand someone's mental state uh especially when some of those are dead now like mm-hmm. you don't understand what they were dealing with or, or going through like we don't agree on their coping mechanism by any means. Something else was wrong too. Uh, do you focus on that? Do you go to the guns first? Do you go to the schools first and try to secure those more? Do you do you have metal detected? I don't know, but that's the thing. Like I think people are afraid to say like, we're talking. We just don't know what the best plan is yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are some things where. It is good that the people vote on. There's some things that it's best where politicians work on for us just because they're in the game. I don't know where this stands. Yeah. I don't know where this lies. I really don't. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a gun owner, uh, but uh, I, there is an apparent issue. Yeah. Apparent issue. It, it just, you know, I, I, I feel better having mine. I'm going to get more. Uh I live in a, a nice pocket surrounded by bad pockets. Yeah, you live in an interesting you know, part of Indy. I, I've, I've had uninvited people come up to the door to where, uh, very rarely, but I have got my gun ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like full-fledged, ready to go. And it's it's not something that I, I think anyone enjoys. Uh, unless, you know, something is not clicking. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. But um, something that I think we can and should talk about and, and talk both sides, you know, and, and I understand this. I understand this, too. It's just that's where it's like I don't know the answer, yeah. but we need to take some type of step. And if it doesn't work, then we know what does not work. But, you know, it's also hard to treat it like a trial and error type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of a lot of things weigh on these decisions. So I don't know, but wanted to bring it up just because it, yeah. it is re- real life. It's happening. Um, and it's, you know, we talk about what's really going on and we keep it raw. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to get uh, the nasty one out of the way and see what you had going on in the world. 
Yeah, so I want to talk about how, some more unfortunate news, the stock market had its biggest daily decline for the entire 2019. Ooh. Dropped 760 points, which, is, which is a lot in one day. Uh, and I, I just want to talk about just the reasoning behind it. Uh, the the trade deal that's trying to be worked out between uh, the United States and China. Because mm-hmm. it's hit a little snag and that's what's kind of caused it. Because since, I mean, since World War II, y- United States hasn't seen a strategic competitor like China. Because I think the biggest... The biggest things that USA and China have going on for them is the, the technology. You got China with the with the AI, like quantum computing, cyber weapons, autonomous machines, all, like all types of artificial intelligence. So you get the, both of us know how to do that well. Um, and then just their internal development strategy, like roads, highways, airports, power plants, like projects that go on in, in the world. So like pretty much what they're trying to figure out is how are we going to be successful as countries doing this for the world? but not step on each other's toes. So that's, yeah. that's kind of the basis of, of, of the trade deal. Good luck. And the, the, the stock market's been going up for most of 2019 because the public perception and the, what's been put out is we're moving in the right direction. Like Trump's tweeting good stuff. Oh, there are buddies. But recently in the last couple of weeks, so here's what happened. Like on Thursday, Trump announced a 10% tax on the remaining $300 billion worth of imports from China. And China didn't take that well because they retaliated by allowing their their currency, the the yen, the yuan, 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 whatever their currency is called, yen, yuan, yeah, it's not yen, it's y-u-a-n, whatever, yuan. Uh, I don't know how to read. Well, pretty much they weakened the value of their of their dollar, making it discouraging trade from to to the United States. So pretty much, so that's what caused the the stock market to drop seven hundred. They let their points. own dollar weaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And like the chi- China's like a they trade with majority of the world too. Like that's not going to just affect our relation trading with China, but like everybody. Like fi- China does fifteen percent of its trading with the United States, but they also do it with like everybody else too. So I just want to make the point, like, yeah, this sucks right now, and it's a it's one thing I would pay attention to is what China does with their currency in the next couple of weeks because this is the the weakest it's been. And like ever, I think seven mm-hmm. to one is what it is. So, yeah. So the fact they're doing that, and I just think it's this is a good time to buy too, because I think it's going to go back up. Like I think it's it's going down, but eventually this is a good time to buy for the stock. Oh yeah, market. it's not like we're going to stop trading. Yeah. Like here's the thing: everyone's like, oh, "Our stock market sucks. Our economy sucks." Like you just said, 2019 it's been great. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to have these dips. Yes. Look. Boeing dipped because they had to ground a bunch of planes because their stuff is messed up. Like, there's another fleet of planes that had issues. They're going to drop. Like, mm-hmm. And those are passenger planes. That's not stocks on a screen. Okay? But here's the other thing about this. At least we're negotiating. Right. Look, a good deal, everyone loses a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not trying to, you know, pray, praise all the Trump. But the thing that he is doing is he's pushing back a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's putting some backbone to him and saying, hey, we're not going to get walked on. Like, all right, weaken your dollar. Mm-hmm. Do that. Let's, let's keep going. Let's go a few more rounds. Like, look, love or hate Trump, he is a successful businessman. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, well, he's been banked up. I mean, that's a strategic decision too. Mm-hmm. It's also a very strategic move. Yeah. It, depending on which bankruptcy you file, you can come out of one. 
Mm-hmm. I forget if it's seven or eleven. I really forget. Been a while since I worked on those. Because I think in, in the scope of this, I think we realize that China needs us more than we need them too in this degree. Because well, we owe cause, them a lot of money still. Yeah, and China like we, and China and China's trying to push back too. Like that's why like Trump did that that tariff and then. China weakened their their currency like a day later because that's what people were saying. Like, China's like, oh, it's it's not as a retaliation, but like the public perception thinks it thinks it's a retaliation and like kind of a warning shot by China. Like, hey, like if you're gonna do this, we're we're gonna push back yeah. too. Well, but the question is like, why did they do that like a day after he did that? Like, yeah, they, they right. Could, they could have waited like a couple weeks to well, do that. Well, they're not gonna publicly say they were making a statement. Yeah. So I just and that's kind of what's caused this huge decline because. Thursday, the stock market went down like 500 points. Friday, it went down again, like, and then today, 700 after the weakened currency. It's well, just going to be a matter of what China, if China weakens it even more, because that's one thing to keep keep an eye on. I mean, well. here's the other thing: how long are the Chinese people going to allow that to keep going on? Yeah, because this that hurts them as well. That hurts them. You weaken the U.S. dollar any- to to make a statement, and then look, you want to piss some people off, mm-hmm. weaken our currency. So I'm interested to see how long that goes in China, how yeah. long they'll they'll do that for. I don't know, like I don't know all the closed door talks, but for me, I'd be like, all right, let's see how long you last. Mm-hmm. See how long your people accept you. I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking out loud on the fly here, but that would be an interesting perspective to see. Is what are the uh, people of China yeah. thinking about that? Is their social media getting lit up? I don't know. Yeah. Like, are they just going at politicians left and right? I, well, just reading about this, like, makes me like, dude, what if there was, like, a television broadcast of just the negotiation between... Oh, that'd be so wild. That'd be so cool. No, that that'd be so cool to watch. That'd just, be like, wild. What, what they talk about. Just but talk that, about... Because, I mean, I said it before, like, we're, like, the, the world's leading powers in, like, AI and technology, as well as, like, global infrastructure, like, build, like building roads and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's pretty much just, like, who's going to get a cut of what of that? Who's going who's gonna to be able to succeed? Because, like, at first, China had the leverage because their economy's been rising, and, mm-hmm. like, people are recognizing that. So, that's why they've kind of had big balls going into this negotiation. But the bottom line is people thought this was going to be sorted out by like this year but it looks like it's not going to be finalized until 2020 now just because we got this pushback so that's why i think like with the stock market it's a long-term game like it's gonna the stock market's gonna decline a little bit more so let it keep declining let things become cheap and then just buy back up again there's no get rich quick right there is none (laughs) like it it doesn't exist uh yeah i don't know i'm not that concerned like people are gonna freak out i i think it is an important issue and kind of a big deal but we're not going to die. Yeah. Like, so. it's, like I said, they're, they're two businessmen negotiating. Negotiations can, you know, you play games. You get a little nasty. You, you retaliate. Yeah. You fight back because neither one wants to back down. Mm-hmm. But It's a game. Like I said, <laughs> we're, we're both going to lose on something. Yeah. Before we assign anything. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it'll be... Five percent. I don't know. Maybe it'll be three. Maybe it'll be six. Who knows? We'll get back. Yeah, we'll be fine. I believe that we will win. I believe. <laughs> Sorry, not at a soccer game. Uh, is that all you had for that one? Yeah. Okay. So I, I wanted to revisit uh, intention versus action a little bit. Okay. We hit it last week, and 
my RLE came to me in church last night. Okay. And funny enough, I mean, every every week, man, it's stuff I need to hear. But our pastor Aaron was talking about. Uh, he's like, you know, intention is really good. You know, it's a really great thing. He's like, but it's not enough. Like, you know, you can have the intention on going to the Bahamas. You can get your straw hat, your sunglasses, your Hawaiian shirt, everything. If you get on a plane to Alaska, your intention's great. It's just not enough. Uh, you're never going to get to the Bahamas. And so, of course, he, he referenced it with uh, our series. It's called Rumble Strip. So Rumble Strip on the road. You're still in the safety zone, but you're teetering a little bit. It, it kind of gets you back on course. So we were talking about uh, things like that. And so we talked about, you know, intentions and actions. And it's like, you know, an intention, like people want to do well. They mean to do well. It's like, it's not always enough to where you need to follow the rumble strip or, you know, in, in the cases we were talking of like, okay, what are some of the warning signs or with your intention versus what you think the action is going to fulfill in that intention? You know, what, what has not worked before? What has worked before? What do you mean by warning signs? Uh, so say it's like, oh man, I, I meant to, to do this. It's like, okay, if you see yourself, uh, say you have, oh man, I, I meant to send that email tonight. What caused you to not do it? Is, is it a recurring habit? Is it, uh, oh, I watched, watched another episode of this instead and, and fell asleep. Uh, so what are your own kind of warning signs or like, oh man, I'm starting to do this again and I need to do this. So then it comes into discipline too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, sorry, it, it was easy to relate it to church and God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but real life, you know, it can be if, if I find myself just, I keep cooking this, I'm like, oh, I'll cook one more thing for the week. I keep doing this. And then I eat this a little bit. Then I might sit down and watch something, take a break. Then I'll go like, that is a pattern I've seen myself do before. So if I start to do that, it's like, okay, I need to recognize, you know, that I'm, I'm seeing the clock just keep go and go and go. And I'm not doing anything else. Nothing mm-hmm. really productive. Um, but so I, I still really liked your, your in-depth answer. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, I think with a lot of things still, it's the intention is great. It's just a little shy. Yeah. I think it's a matter of, I think triggers is, is the key to all this. You have like the negative triggers that cause you to do something else rather than doing what you intended to do. Okay. And you have the positive triggers. And I think it's a matter of goes back to your environment. Like what environment are you surrounding yourself with that causes you to do certain things mm-hmm. or causes you not to do certain things? Sure. Like if you, just for example, like if, you're, if you need to send an email or something and you always have your phone on you and you always have the TV on or you have like external distractions that you always have going, that's going to prevent you from doing that. Yeah. And like going back to the habit thing, like if you if you tell yourself, hey, like, Say you have to send the email tonight and you, you're doing something that you have to do before that, like or you're working out or you're eating. You should use an event as a trigger to send that email after you're done with that thing. Like mm. once I take off my workout shoes from getting home from the gym, I'm going to send this email right now. Yeah. And that's the positive trigger you should have. Like once I do that, I'm going to do that. But like, Or I the, can shower after I send this email. 
Yeah, like, or, or, yeah, from the other side, they kind of reward it. Like, hey, like, I can I can be on my phone for a little bit once I send this email. Yeah. Hey, like, I can go play FIFA with my roommate before I send this email. Because I myself have gotten distracted because I love playing FIFA with my roommates, Patrick, Patrick <laughs> and Scoot. But there have been times where I've meant to do something, like, type up some show notes for this, and I mm-hmm. put it off a night because I got into a four out of seven series in FIFA with Patrick. Hey. So sometimes it's good to have fun, but, like, holding yourself accountable – and, have, and like putting the positive triggers. The discipline. Yeah. Discipline part gets hard. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, man, we just talked about intention versus action. So yeah, I, I think intention is very good. And I think there are a lot of people like, oh man, I really didn't, didn't mean for that to happen or for that to come off that way or for me to say it like that or to not send that email, to not do such and such. Uh, it's just, it's, it's like 98% of the way there. Mm-hmm. the action's the full hundred yeah you know it's just it's just short it's just not quite enough i was like man that's real that's real truth though truth aaron pass to aaron mm-hmm. so uh yeah i was like well rle yeah uh and a few things like teared me up yesterday in, in church like you know just real life stuff mm-hmm. and it's just that's part of why i love where i go is because it hits home all the time yeah and it's just money yeah money sermons so yeah that's my rle intention yeah. versus action appreciate you sharing yeah bro. man what you got yeah so I've, i'm gonna talk about a routine i've been trying the last couple of weeks that's i find has been pretty effective it's a 15 to 30 minute routine that can mm-hmm. make you smarter in general mm. and what that is is setting aside 10 15 or 30 minutes a day to learn a new concept Learn something that you've never even looked into before. And I was researching this, like, read, like reading books is good, like learning about stuff, like watching stuff, but are you actually like, what can you do to actually diversify what you're learning and learn new skills? And there's benefits to learning a completely new skill. So what I'm, what I'm doing this week is trying to learn a different skill every day. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll, I'll do every week, I'll share what I've been learning because I've been trying it out the last couple weeks and it's been working. Mm. But this week, so today I'm learning... Amazon Alexa skills and coding because okay. I just got an Alexa, which is right next to you right there. Nice. So I think that's a pretty cool skill to have because I think that's where business is moving. That's where a lot like voice is the future. So I think being educated on stuff like that and like just the kind of the data that goes in behind it is kind of cool to learn about. Because yeah. obviously you got to find something you're passionate about learning. Uh, Tuesday, I'm I'm uh, trying I'm going to start learning Spanish, the Duolingo mm. app. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that for 15 that, 30 that's minutes. That's a 2020 goal of mine. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah, so that uh, app that Nat told me about. Yeah. So I'm 15, 30 minutes each week doing that, Tuesdays. Uh, negotiation strategies on Wednesday for my sales job. And then also I'm going to learn about LinkedIn advertising targeting. Oh, nice. So I think Good skills. That's in the, like just things that are you're interested about and things that like studying trends that are happening in the future. Like if you're actually concerned about catching trends, learn about stuff like that. If you just want to learn about things you're passionate about, learn about that so you can mm-hmm. bring it up in conversation. And just, I want to talk about like the benefits of, of doing that. So the benefits of, of doing like a 15, 30 minute school every day is your brain chemistry changes and it increases your capacity to learn. So there's this white matter in your brain called myelin, M-Y-E-L-I-N, mm-hmm. which it improve like every time you learn something new or diverse, it makes the myelin in your brain more dense. 
it, it increases your capacity to learn new things. Hmm. So pretty much what I'm saying is like smile and stuff. Every time you learn, it increases that. And the more you learn, the more it easy it is to learn new stuff down the road. Hmm. So the more stuff you put in your brain, it increases your ability to learn new things. Um, it also decreases your chance of dementia because how dementia happens is it's um, when you're lacking myelin. Like as over time, if you lose myelin, you have a myelin deficiency. That's how people develop dementia. So you just stop doing arousing things pretty much for your mm -hmm. brain. Yeah. So if you if you take this concept and, and learn something new 10 minutes a day, it increases that, increase your capacity to learn, which is kind of obvious, but I just want to put it in that kind of term as to why something like dementia, which is a, I, I know people that have had, grandparents have had dementia, and sure. it's it kind of sucks as a family member to see that based yeah. on what I've seen friends do. I've so. seen Alzheimer's firsthand. It's, it sucks. Mm -hmm. So... Just something that I can do, and then you're, another benefit is your learning speed increases. So every time you learn something new, it increases the amount of neurotransmitters in your brain. So the more neural pathways there are in your brain, the more your your ability to learn things at a quicker rate increases. So that's another mm. advantage of doing that. And then you just become a more interesting person because I think like yeah, you boring people. Well, no, that's the thing, like. I'm not saying like go into your friend group and just like give a whole presentation of what you learned, but like, if, oh, if I'm you totally think, doing a PowerPoint it, next it, weekend. If you think about it, like if, if you increase the amount of diverse things that go into your brain for just 10 minutes a day, something is likely to come up in a conversation with a group of friends that you can kind of pull something and just add to the conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that likes to kind of observe conversations and not dominate them anymore. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's just one of those things where like you become a more interesting person, the less you talk and like, if you add more quality things to the conversation. Like if someone just talks all the time in a friend group, I feel like after a while you just kind of tune out what, what they say because they talk all the time. But if yeah. you kind of reserve and you, and you actually add value to the conversation, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Just chip in when you can. I there are times to talk more, but. I was going to say, I like doing it less because when I do, one, people will listen because, oh, he doesn't really talk much. Mm -hmm. It's like when we were in college in the fraternity, like chapter meetings, rush meetings, the guys who always had something to say. Yeah. People stop listening. Yeah, exactly. You know, and when you stand up very little, it's like, and like sometimes people are still jawing, like, I'll just, I'll stand there and wait. People yeah. staring at me like, hey, I'll wait. Yeah. yeah. We're all on the same time, but hey, I'll wait. Right. But it's like, oh man, hey, he doesn't always stand up and say stuff. Like, let's, let's listen. Mm -hmm. So you get more attention too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if people see you give the rare just like money bombs though, then it's like he he knows things. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. And yeah, so don't turn down for neurotransmitters. Yeah. And I, one thing that I want to go on that you just said that is to give you an example, the CEO of my company, Wildman Business Group, Josh Wildman, mm -hmm. he is like the embodiment of, of this. Really? Because I was in a meeting one time when I was first... Uh, starting out with the company, when I was going through training, I sat down on a key data meeting, which is where all the heads of the departments meet and report like their, their statistics and their numbers and kind of tells a story about things. It's a weekly meeting. So you have all the department heads of the, the company in there. And I got to tag in on it because I, I was training. Mm -hmm. And Josh Wildman's like the head of the table. And you can just tell like, it would be so easy for him to like talk a lot and in a meeting like that. But he is so reserved. And you can just tell he is... He is just digesting everything, and like, real, you can tell he's really listening to people with just his body language, and he and he's very like, he just absorbs everything. Does he take notes? Yeah, and 
you can just tell when he talks, everyone's head whips and like like you can just tell he's got the whole room paying attention to him. Like yeah. when that, someone else starts talking, you can just tell people people are just like like looking down, like not not like people listen, but when he talks, it's a different type of attentive listening. Mm. Because, a lot of business settings yeah, like that. Yeah, and I think that like that can be with any conversation. Like, li- listen more than you talk, but when you talk, say something that's like meaningful going to have the conversation. Two ears, one mouth, kids. So yeah, use them proportionally. Mm. That's that's good. It's just like, well, people love the sound of their own voice, right? Yeah. Well, which is okay. Like, if if that's what makes people happy to talk, like let them talk. Like it's fun to just hear people talk sometimes. But yeah. like. Don't be the person. That Don't talks lose all your lives. friends just so you can talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just run away, train on that mouth. Uh, but no, it's a good point of like to to uh, your Josh Wildman's point of you know he he takes notes, so that allows him if he has something that he wants to revisit, like either he liked the idea, he didn't like the idea, he wants to learn more about the idea that. Susan had uh, maybe he sees the holes and he's going to wait to see if someone else brings up the holes in the room Mm. if they have something to say and then it's like hey I like that did you think about this at all and I was like oh maybe not and maybe he doesn't have to bring that up Mm -hmm. so him listening to everyone the things he might have to bring up could start at 12 and end at Mm 2 and then you get through the whole meeting a lot faster so he doesn't have to revisit every single thing that he wants to hit if someone else thinks of it first, yeah. which in that type of setting, there's similar thought processes. Everyone is still going to process differently, but think like it's similar. People can pick up what they're putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, that's, that's cool that he as CEO is just like, everyone go. Yeah. And then I'll talk. Yeah. If there's things to talk about. But I would be like, okay, I want to make a note on this. I want to revisit this if it doesn't get touched on. All right, that got hit. Cross that out. What's my next thing? That didn't get hit. Star that. Next one. All right. John John fought this one. Okay, good. Don't need to hammer that to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad he takes notes. Yeah. Because that's like, you forget if you don't write it down. Right. It's going to forget to go back. So that's, that's cool. Not in very many, like, in my role at work, I have to talk a lot. Yeah, like it's different you know, for you. I'm, I'm with patients. So I have to tell them why we're what we're doing, show them why we're doing it, what it does. If they have, they have questions, I need to answer, you know, so yeah. I talk a lot. Yeah, it's different because you, you're like, you're instructing people. Like people are going there for your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, I and yeah, that's, I mean, any sales meeting I have, for me, it's just, it's different for me because if I walk out of a meeting and I did more talking than the other person, I know that was a bad meeting. Yeah. So... But it's different. It's just diff- it's interesting. Like, the but time. I don't like talking all the time. Right. There's some days I'm like, <sighs> all right, <laughs> time to talk. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like you know, I get get tired of talking so much. But I love my job. Yeah. Sometimes word, I don't. Your, word, know, your words are powerful. I don't always love talking. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to get into a little more Gary V. Okay. Uh, today, and because. With, with this, we were talking about this on Saturday when we were driving. We talked about how we need to spice up the Instagram. We need more pictures of, or not just pictures, but more of us on the story with our face turned towards the camera. You know, camera's on us. Uh, we need to have a little bit different types of posting in between our episode posts. 
things like that. So this one uh, in his chapter five was create great content. Uh, and he said to monetize your personal brand into a business using social marketing networks, two pillars need to be in place, product and content. Makes sense. Now, we need to tell a good story within that content. So mm-hmm. you need to lure people with your content. Does your Instagram page, does it look the same the whole way? Or is it pretty? Is it spicy? Is there some different flavors going yeah. on in between? You know, Is it attractive? Like, You cannot click on one single picture and decide whether you love or hate that page and whether you're going to listen to that podcast or that song or you're going to look into what their ebook is about or not. Mm-hmm. Just based off you know, the cover of the book. Yeah. Like that's social media. It's a lot of judging the book by its cover. Right. So I liked uh, this um, because he said, first you're going to use your content as a lure, creating it, posting it, allow people to come to you as they discover it. Second is to use it as a lasso through comments on other people's content that relates to yours. So inserting yourself into existing conversations. Mm. And it's just that extra level of peeling back one more layer of the onion. And so, it, yes, it's promotion too, but the content quality has to be there. It has to look pretty. It has to feel pretty. It's just got to be good. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting to bring up because we, we talked about that. So And it's something that we can definitely improve upon. Cause, I mean, Agreed. Yeah, like we, we, ju- we post just when we release episodes. Like we just post the content but mm-hmm. i th- and it, it it looks better when you open up a profile where when you first you know how you first see the instagram profile you can kind of see like the f- like last nine pictures kind of mm-hmm. as a grid style like if you look at a profile that looks like consistent looks like they mix it up mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot more like aesthetic yeah for sure like 100%. you can just tell just from an overview bird's eye like hey this this put like christoph lewis does it really well with his page right like he if you look at his page like you can see like he alternates like one, one post is about an episode and the next is like a, a, a face of him. Like sure. he'll, he'll do a face picture of him and then he'll do like a quote or like some type of data information mm-hmm. or like words that you can just tell. So I think that's good. Yeah. He, he's definitely implementing that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's good, man. He's got a lot of content. He's got good content. Uh, what you got for book talk? Yeah. So I went back to an old book, how to swim with the sharks. Oh, I don't Har- like doing that. <laughs> How to Swim with the Sharks by Harvey McKay. Talks about putting your memory where your mouth is. And I feel like when people have a lot of financial success, it's easy to talk about how you made it and forget about the people who helped you get started along Mm, the way. Okay. Um, And people tend to use the newfound money that they've got, fame that they've got, and kind of distance themselves away from like their origins, which doesn't happen all the time, but like I feel like it happens more than it should. And it's something that we ourselves can be aware of as we like go through life. Um, and I just think it's important to give, speak into existence and give credit to the people who, who got you to where you're at. Like if someone ever, like one thing I've been trying to work on is if someone gives me a compliment about something, I, I accept the compliment, say thank you. But I also mention a person's name or a source of knowledge that helped me do that. Hmm. Just, just okay. something, something you can put in place. Um, like in a sales meeting, like a couple of weeks ago, I made like a good suggestion to bring the driver to meet the decision maker. And the manager's like, hey, that was a good idea. I was like, well, well Caleb did that in the meeting. I kind of learned that from him. And it, it was a very, mm. it was a very powerful tool. Giving so just credit. giving credit for pe- to other people. And 
and if you if you created a concept yourself like own it like be like yeah i created it but like you got that knowledge and the ability to create that from somewhere from some type of knowledge like we learn from someone so i just think it's important to give credit to people and and not only does it make you look humble because it is a humble thing to do but it makes other people look good in the process yeah so i just think it's an important thing to do now that you mentioned that there are times like i almost feel bad if i don't do that mm-hmm. to where it's like hey that was a good idea or that was a good move like i can't take all the credit like i almost feel bad if 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 i don't say it wasn't all me because mm-hmm. uh, you, you did like you did the thing like you did the positive thing like you, you delivered. Show, you show other people that you can do it. Yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to just put icing on your cake. You yeah. can give credit to the people who got you. Yeah. Because you show what you can do. Right. But. Yeah. yeah. Do the delivery. Mm-hmm. And then give credit for the delivery. Yeah. Put your memory where your mouth is. Remember mm. something that did that. I like that a lot. So. Yeah, that's I, all I, I had for that. I don't like sharks, but I might read that book. It is. It's a good book. <laughs> It's an old one, but it's one of those timeless principles. One. Yeah. Hey, I love old books, man. How to Win Friends, Influence People. That's old right. as hell. One of the best. <laughs> That's right. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for hanging with us today. Hope you're having a lovely Tuesday. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, uh, please head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then DM us on Instagram. Let us know you did so. What's your Apple ideas? We can't always identify everyone. Uh, buy that and give us a good mailing address. We will send a free laptop sticker out to you uh, on us. Uh, so you can share that. You can hog that for yourself, whatever you may uh, be into. But please head over to iTunes. Do that for us. We would really, really appreciate it. And until next time.